0: MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams, and you're listening to the Hootball Nets podcast. We are back with, an, well, not even we, I am back with another episode of the Hooball Nets podcast today. Um, it is just me today. Hunter will be back next episode. He is a little bit busy right now, but I wanted to get you guys an episode out. Um, I haven't recorded a solo episode and I don't even know how long, to be honest. It's definitely been a couple of months so I'm not going to touch on a ton, like it's not going to be a super long episode. I, the stuff I want to talk about, I definitely want to talk about with Hunter, so, but I definitely wanted to get you guys an episode, so um, before we get into everything, make sure you guys subscribe to the Hoopball on Nets podcast on Apple Podcasts, leave a 5 star rating and review all reviews. We'll get right on the podcast, so be sure to throw in any questions or comments or any Nets related stuff you have, so when we read the review, we can also answer your question. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Najee Adams underscore, follow the pod on Twitter at run it up pod. And if you rock with me, uh, then I have my own podcast. It's called the run it up podcast, uh, where I basically talk about sports, football, basketball, everything like that. And I have some pretty cool guests. I had Keith McPherson of talking nets on like two episodes, three episodes ago. So go check that out. And, uh, yeah, I just had to get my quick little plug in. <laughs> um so yeah, first thing I want to talk about is KD, Kevin Durant. The man, the myth, the legend uh one of the front runners for MVP, I would say. Uh KD Slim Reaper he has been out for a good little while. Um, he has been out since last Friday because of his second contact tracing incident when it comes to COVID nineteen. But he was able to practice on. Um, he was able to practice today on Friday, the day that I'm recording this actually, and he apparently will be a full go for Saturday's game against the Warriors. So. Like I said, he was placed in the league's COVID nineteen protocols last Friday, and because uh, he was in close contact to someone who had tested positive, uh, he continued to test negative though during the like the past week. And uh, yeah, it, it, this is he, he's going to be back on Saturday. It's going to be the first time that he will be playing in Golden State since he left the Warriors as a free agent in 2019. Um, this Saturday though, the Nets will be at, will be without DeAndre Jordan. And uh, yeah, so we're we're getting KD back finally, finally, finally. Uh, And I know a lot of people, including KD himself, have been like, yo, what's good with the league's COVID-19 protocols? Like, why can't we just like if he's continuing to test, if he's tested negative twice in the last week, like, why can't we just get him back on the court now? I I also think that some work needs to be done on the protocols like I definitely don't think they're perfect but I understand the better safe than sorry kind of mindset cuz what happens if Kevin Durant, the face of the Brooklyn Nets, one of the most popular players in the world, one of the faces of the NBA, who has already, by reports, had COVID, gets COVID again, and then brings it back to the entire Nets. The Nets have to shut down, pull a Wizards, and not play for like a week and a half. And that just causes so many more issues. So the easier thing to do is to just keep KD out for the week. Especially with or without KD, the Nets should be able to to win games. And the fact that they haven't been speaks to a larger issue. Um, But no, I understand why the league would do it. I get that it's frustrating. I as well am frustrated with KD's lack of play. And it's not even... Like, the Nets have been pretty pretty lucky when it comes to injuries none of our big three have gotten injured so um we we just gotta roll with the punches like every other team in the league has to do for this uh this crazy pandemic season and hopefully at the end of it we get through it but as for right now, I don't really think there was much else the league could have done, you know, and so I'm going to give them some slack on that end of things, on that end of the spectrum, but yeah, uh, just talking about the whole Nets big three, uh, they've been pretty good when all three have played on the court, uh, they're 3-0 with their big three starting alongside Joe Harris and DeAndre Jordan, um, they're 1-0 with the trio starting with Harris and Jeff Green, and then... Uh, they're 0 and 1 using a big lineup with both uh, DeAndre Jordan and Jeff Green. So basically, they're 4 and 0 when uh, DeAndre Jordan, uh, when Joe Harris, and then either DeAndre Jordan or Jeff Green are starting. So basically, the key there is Joe Harris, old reliable. But no, they've been really, really, really good. Their net rating is 28.9, and their offensive rating is 148.2, which is the best of any trio that has played at least 40 minutes together. Now, you could say that the Nets are really the only big three in the league, like the only big three trio in the league, which could be true. I mean, I feel like Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis are kind of a big three, but not to the extent that the Nets are, but still, that's impressive nonetheless. Uh, they've been extremely good. Uh, the Nets dealt for Harden on January 13th. He, he debuted three days later, but uh, combined, they've played a total of 164 minutes and 38 seconds in only six games, which is less than three hours. So <laughs> they just haven't really gotten much time to play together when I like... Kyrie and Harden have played a good amount together. Kyrie and KD have played a good amount together, but KD and Harden haven't. KD and Harden played those two games before Kyrie got back. Like they've all, all played in these little combinations of each other, but really only really not much time together as a unit. Which is which they need to start logging time because that's going to hurt when we get to uh, the playoffs and not having as much chemistry as other top tier teams. But um, like I said, it's it's a weird season. So not having KD, that's not his fault. So we we can't even blame injury for that. Um. But no, the Nets have been pretty disappointing in these last four games without KD, and it really speaks to how much he really does for their team. Like, he's, by all accounts, the second best player, if not the first best player in the entire NBA. So, regardless how good your team is, losing that big of a piece is going to hurt any any team. So... Uh, The Nets managed to beat the Clippers on Tuesday, February 2nd. KD was, that was the last game that KD played in. They then lost to Toronto. They lost to Philadelphia. They lost to Detroit. They were 0-3. They were on a three-game losing streak with KD out. But Harden and Kyrie playing. Now, they've given up over 120 points. Uh, uh, First of all, they've given, the the last time before, let me just 100% restart. Bear with me here. So the Nets gave up in the game versus the Pacers, their most recent game, they gave up 94 points and they got a win, which was a really, really good win. The only time before that that they hadn't given up 100 points... was against the Heat on January 25th when they gave up 85. Other than that, the Nets have given up 132, 147, 149 back-to-back 150-point games. is just crazy. 124, 123, 124, 122. They basically average around 120, 124 points given up which is just an insane amount of points. Like (laughs) that speaks to how bad of a defense they are without KD on the court and with him on the court. But things just get extremely exacerbated even more when he's not on the court but now with him coming back, and let me just add, he's coming back at literally the perfect time, Uh, they play the Warriors, which they should win, like, that should be a pretty easy game for them to take, the Warriors are no threat outside of Steph, so they should take that game, but let me not even say that, because the Warriors beat the Lakers, Uh, then they play the Kings, who are a scrappy team, like, let's not, let's not crap on the Kings here, they're, I know that they've made it easy to do that in recent history, but they're not actually that bad this year. They are the 10th seed in the West. They're currently 12-12, and 12, so they're right at 500. They win just as many games as they lose. And um, so the Kings aren't aren't any walk in the park, you know? Like, De'Aaron Fox has been having an incredible year, So and the Nets clearly have trouble guard, guarding guards, so that could be a recipe for disaster, but they should pull out the win. Also, one two, three, four, five, six of the Nets, seven, eight, nine, ten. Six of the Nets' next ten games are nationally televised, so we should be seeing the Nets a lot, a lot, a lot on network television, um, and then they play the Phoenix Suns, who are really good, like, the Suns are 15-9, and nine. they're currently the four seed in the West, ahead of the teams like the Trail Blazers, who a lot of people thought would be much better, they're on a four-game win streak right now, and, uh, They could be looking to upset the Nets. And like low-key, like on the lowest of keys, it wouldn't even really be an upset because the Suns right now have a better win percentage than the Nets. But uh, obviously, a lot of stuff goes into that. KD isn't playing. So, you know, those last winning one out of your last four games really tanks your win percentage, especially when the Suns have won their last four. Um, they're heading west after the the Suns. They then play, which is probably the most anticipated matchup for the Nets this year, the Los Angeles Lakers, on Thursday, February 18th. Hopefully we get a literal all-out brawl between the two teams um hopefully the nets are fully healthy i know anthony davis for the lakers right now is dealing with like some tendonitis, achilles tendinitis so hopefully he's back and uh we get a clash of the titans a potential nba finals preview in february we get the lakers versus the um Versus the Nets. Right now, the Lakers are rolling. They're on a six-game win streak. They've won eight of their last ten games. Uh, they're twelve and two on the road, and uh, they're playing the Nets. They're playing the Nets on at home. So that gives that gives the Nets a little bit of an advantage because right now the Lakers are only eight and four at home, which is still positive, but you know much worse than twelve and two. <laughs> the Lakers have actually looked. They, they've been without AD, like I just said, and they've gone to overtime in three of their last three games, so each of their last three games have gone to overtime, two against, the, uh, two against the Thunder, and they managed to win all three of them, so the Lakers, although it may look like they're struggling, and they kind of are, they're still a very, very top-tier team, so I'm really looking forward to that matchup, then, right after the Lakers, we go, Right over to the Crosstown Rivals, we play the Clippers three days later on February 21st. The Clippers are currently, some could say, better than the Lakers right now, even though in the standings, they are the three seed while the Lakers are the two seed. The Clippers are 18-8. and The Clippers are currently, since the Nets are going to be playing them at Staples Center again, the Clippers are 8-4 and four at home, which is literally the exact same record as the Lakers at home. So, you know, Staples Center is being protected. Uh, it's going to be a tough win for them to go in there and beat the Clippers again after they just beat them less than a month ago. But um, if they can manage to duplicate exactly what they did, then... <laughs> it'll work out perfectly fine and they've proven that they can beat the clippers so i'm not too worried about that one but i feel like the clippers might win uh they have more motivation to come back and smack the nets in the mouth and then we play the kings again we're going a whole pacific conference uh, i mean pacific division rundown right here and then after that we head back home to uh to face the uh to face the magic which we should win then we got dallas which we should win san antonio we should also win and then houston we should also win so there's a lot of winnable games coming up for the uh for the Nets and I'm super excited for a lot of them. And I want to talk about Noah Vonley signing. But before we do, we got to give a shout out to our guys over at MyBookie.ag. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. And I always get asked, who you got? Lakers or Clippers? Nets or Bucks? Rodgers or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with MyBookie. MyBookie's rep is rock solid. And they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets and the one sports book guaranteed to give me all the best lines. You know me, and you know that I don't give out my stamp of approval easily. No, 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 I do not. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is the best sports book out there. Period. Point Blake. It's as simple as that. Uh, You sign up, you enter promo code HOOPBALL, that's H O O P B A L L, no spaces, and you get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. So you could put down a band, aka a thousand cash, and get a thousand cash back. Or you can put down 500, get 500 back. Hell, you can put down 20 and get 20 back. Regardless, it's free. Brad, who does not like that? Uh, you can head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. And so, yes, I do want to talk about the Noah Vonley signing. But before I do, Heyman uh, Chumper, we just signed him. He is now out one to two weeks. It feels like the Nets can't catch a break when it comes to this building up the roster construction. Like... It seems like every time we try and get a guy, it just doesn't work out or he gets injured. You know, Norval Pell hasn't been great. Iman Shumpert is now injured. Uh, But hopefully better things come for Noah Vonley because he did not have to quarantine for six days because he actually tested positive for COVID-19. He tested positive back in the offseason when he was going to sign a training camp contract with the Bulls. But... He did test positive, and uh, Chicago immediately waived him literally a week before the season began. And uh, Vonley said at the time he didn't have symptoms, he was asymptomatic, and he hoped to renew his NBA career. And now, here we here we are. Noah Vonley, uh, he is now a member of the Brooklyn Nets. And so, um, yeah, Noah Vonley, he's a 6'10 forward. Uh, he, the Nets need front court help because DeAndre Jordan and Jeff Green just—they're just not gonna cut it against better teams, you know. Like, Deon, we already saw what Joel Embiid can do to the Nets when they lost to the 76ers. and uh, yeah, things like that are gonna happen when teams have dominant bigs like Nikola Jokic or Anthony Davis, for just to name a few. Hell, even Bam Adebayo has like a damn near 50-burger on the net, and he's not like that. So, um, obviously Bam is nice, but he's not the type to just have super high-scoring games. He more is like a gritty defender. He can get you 20 easy, but 40-point games? Come on now. And so... The Nets obviously needed front court help. Uh, he's played for six previous teams. He was a number ninth pick in the 2014 draft by the Hornets, uh, and he has averaged his career averages are five points and five point two rebounds in just over 330 games. Uh, he recently played for the Denver uh, Nuggets, that was his last team, and his best season was with the Knicks in 2018-2019 season. He averaged eight point four points and seven point eight rebounds. Um, I, I I feel like I you know we we people. The NBA and the Nets in specific know what Noah Vonleh is. Like he, he's not gonna be making any big leaps in his career at this point. He's not even that old, but I feel like he's the the Nets are making a very tactical move here. They know what Noah Vonleh is. They know what they want him to bring. Um, he was a one point zero eight million dollar cap hit. And Brooklyn has until February 24th to make a decision on Von Le, uh Norvell Pell, and Iman Shumpert. So that's going to be some upcoming news coming up. And uh, really what a lot of Nets fans and maybe the Nets themselves are waiting for is Andre Drummond. It's a ton of news and rumors going around that Andre Drummond will be bought out and released by the Cleveland Cavaliers. And he's supposedly super excited and very much so willing to sign with the Brooklyn Nets. Now, if that happens, I think the Nets are the front runners either. For an NBA championship, because right now, what's their weakness? The weakness is depth, their weakness is no dominant big or anyone capable of defending a dominant big. Now, Andre Drummond is not the best defender, but he blocks shots very, very well, and he's a big body, like he's well over seven feet, and he gets a ton of boards. The Nets would basically win the rebounding battle every night if you get Andre Drummond. That's his that's really what he brings to the team. So if the Nets do get Andre Drummond they're going to be, you could argue they have a big four. They're going to be very, very hard to stop. I Drummond is not, he's a, an above average big, He's probably a top 10 center in the league. And just off the top of my head, I can't, I'm not going to go through 10 centers right now, but <laughs> just off the top of my head, I feel like he is. Um, and so, yeah, I think the, uh, the Noah Vonley signing is kind of a placeholder. I understand it. I think it's a, a decent signing for now. We'll see what Vonley can contribute to the team. If nothing, then no harm, no foul, get him out of here. And if he turns out to be a gem, for the nets and he turns out to be a gem and that's great um but overall i just am super excited to have kd get back on the court Play with Harden, play with Kyrie, get our big three back in action, so that they can build up chemistry. Hopefully, on this, this West Coast stretch, that's what they'll be able to do: win, lose, or draw. Um, w- well, obviously, winning builds chemistry because you know you get to win with those guys and experience that greatness, that success with those guys. But losing also creates chemistry because you get to go through the struggle with those guys. It always reminds me of kind of like um, getting initiated in a frat, like your brothers. Those people are your brothers because you go through hell with them to join the frat and so that's kind of if the nets do let's say they lose every game on this west coast this west coast stretch which obviously isn't going to happen hopefully pray to god that doesn't happen but even if they do that builds character because now they've gone through that struggle together and they know that they're better than that so they can strive to get better and hopefully win an nba championship so yeah i'm excited about that i hope you guys are too and uh before we get up out of here let me just give a huge huge shout to our guys over at manscaped listen up fellas because today we have a new manscaped product alert Manscaped just released the weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer take a look in the mirror and i guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes it's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean shaven pubes my guy uh manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their weed whacker this nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks snags and tugs in those delicate holes the premium manscaped weed whacker uses a 9000 rpm motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system and if you don't know what that means because i damn sure don't it means that it's good It's intelligently contoured, design enhances the trimming experience, and it is waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts for up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? I pray to God you have not. That might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to, delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, it's as simple as this. 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. It's time to upgrade your manscaped routine with the weed whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed and hairs in our holes looking nice. And uh, with that, we're going to head up out of here. Hope you guys enjoyed. I know it was a shorter episode. Next episode will be much longer. We got our guy Hunter back. But thank you for chilling out with me this episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. You can follow us on Twitter at HoopballNet. You can follow me on Twitter at Naji Adams underscore Hunter is at Hunter underscore JKR on Twitter, and uh, my podcast is at Run It Up Pod on Twitter. I hope you guys enjoyed. Leave a five star rating and review. Share it with your friends and family. And before I go, let me give my own self a letter L. Uh, whose name starts with an L? Lonzo Ball, Lamelo Ball, boom. And with that, I'll talk to you guys next.